0: You are locked on Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Jimmy Johnson with one
1: second to go. He's shot it's good. He seven of a Detroit basket. What is happening? Welcome to the Locked on Pistons podcast, your episode for Monday, February the 1st, and we made it to February. Everyone said January was so long, but I was a busy guy, so flew by for me, but I'm sure February will fly by just like that as well. Yikes. Your boy Matt Shook is here, the host of the Locked on Pistons podcast, a sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com. A Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word about the Locked On Pistons podcast. Today we're going to talk about the weekend. The Pistons played in Golden State late on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, kind of. Matthew Stafford is gone, but does that mean that Jeremy Grant is Detroit's best pro athlete. Got some engagement on that tweet. So I figured we'd turn it into a segment here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. Later on, we're going to look ahead to tonight's opener of a back-to-back game in the mountains, the first one against the Denver Nuggets. A little bit of revenge on a couple of the Pistons' minds. Brother Brian will have the details on the second of five on a brutal West Coast trip. For the Pistons. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook. S-C-H-O-C-H and underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account. And check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons dash Matt Shook. Give Brother Brian a follow at shook 12 on Twitter. And also the Play Michigan Twitter account. Play underscore Michigan. Closing in on 1,000 follows. Very excited about that. But the Pistons dropped one on Saturday in San Francisco. I always want to say in Oakland. But now the Dubs play in San Francisco. But Brother Brian's got the details. This is your Pistons Game Recap.
0: Step is another three. It, and after, it's crazy how after. easy step makes that look. The Pistons fell to 5-15 and 15 after losing to the Warriors 118-91 to 91 in a game that they were never really in. This is Detroit's second loss of the season to Golden State and was the first game of the season that Detroit was outscored in every quarter. It was the game that they had felt the least engaged in all year. One of those games you hope just washed off in the shower and you can go back to the drawing board. Jeremy Grant once again led the Pistons with 18 points and Josh Jackson off the bench with 17 were the only Pistons to score in double digits. Jackson tied with Delon Wright for a team-leading six rebounds, while DeLon Wright also had four assists, which actually led the team on Saturday night. Wayne Ellington ended a seven-game stretch of scoring at least four three-pointers by going 0-5 for from deep and not scoring a single point all night. The Warriors were led as usual by former MVP Steph Curry, who scored 28 points with five boards, seven assists, and two steals, while fellow starters Andrew Wiggins with 20 and Kelly Oubre Jr. with 18 joined Curry as starters with double digits. And off the bench, Jordan Poole had 16 and rookie James Wiseman at 11 with a team-leading 9 rebounds. Detroit did not cover the BetOnline.ag plus 5.5 point spread to fall to 11-9 against it, and the under came in for the ninth time this year. Detroit is back in action tonight in Denver at 9 o'clock in a game we will preview later in the show. This has been your Pistons Game Recap. Detroit That was
1: a stinker, no doubt about that. I did stay up for the record and watch the entire game on Saturday night, a little bit preoccupied in the first half, rolling through the phone, texting and checking Twitter about the Matthew Stafford trade, which happened just a few minutes before tip-off there in San Francisco. We will talk about that. In a little bit, but uh, yeah, stayed to the end and watched. I wanted to maybe get some uh, some good Frank Jackson minutes towards the end of this game. Rodney Magruder did get in and actually played pretty well at the end of the game. More on him in a second here, but uh, Davidas Servitas did not get in. Sadly, Seku got it. Played uh, the garbage time with those guys in addition to some of the regular minutes as well. Isaiah Stewart had a couple of decent uh, moments, I guess, in the the second half. A nice defensive play, which led to a run-out alley-oop for him. So you know he's going to show up night in and night out uh, at 19 years old. Really impressive that uh, the spirit and the effort is there every night, and that's what we love about Isaiah Stewart here in Detroit Pistons land. But uh, the the most buzz about the game was what happened afterwards. Apparently Rodney Magruder was uh, mad about something and went over to the Warriors' tunnel near the Warriors' bench after the game and went after one of their players, Juan Toscano Anderson, who apparently didn't who didn't play and uh, wasn't even in uniform. But uh, there was, for some reason, some words. I don't think anything really happened. You know, it's the NBA, it's the Hold Me Back league. But uh, Clay Thompson is now like on TV because he's hurt. So he drops in and out of their telecasts. And I believe the postgame show uh, all the time or at times. I'm not really sure. But said something like uh, they were asking Clay, like, what happened with Rodney over there? And uh, Clay said something like, I don't know, maybe he's mad he's about to be out of the league. So the disrespect coming from uh, one of the league's best shooters and all-stars towards Rodney Magruder, I don't know. I mean, it's a dig, and it sucks, and it hurts to hear, but it's kind of also true, but it's the NBA. I mean, for those of us who grew up playing basketball and were, oh, I don't know, 17-levels, Twenty-seven, thirty-seven. The list goes on. How many levels the the average ball player was from getting to the NBA, and for Rodney Magruder to go to Kansas State and have a, you know, it's not like he's had a long, long career, but a few years in the league, get a nice contract, and who knows, and maybe he does have some good moments. He certainly got a, another year left on his Pistons deal, and will be getting paid no matter what happens. But you know, it just kind of seems silly that. And and it, it's a nice burn, but whatever. I'm on Rodney's side on this one. But then Draymond gets on the mic, and we do love Draymond here in the state of Michigan. Of course, Saginaw, Michigan State, all that stuff. But uh, Draymond's Draymond, right? So he's just going to kind of say all that Draymond's going to say. And, and you can catch the clips there talking about how Rodney Magruder's pretending that he's a tough guy. And, I you know, I don't know what happened there, but Draymond is just doing the Draymond thing where he's going to – uh, antagonize and belittle and uh, act like he's the toughest guy on the planet. And he kind of is in some ways, but I don't know, man. It, it's not the the Golden State Warriors to me weren't the Golden State Warriors because of their toughness. I'll just say that. And I know that Draymond is kind of the exception to that rule. But anyway, Wayne Ellington, to his credit, stuck up for his guy with the media at practice on Sunday, saying some great things about Rodney McGruder. I don't know all that much about Rodney McGruder because I don't have to. I mean, he's not really a relevant part of this Pistons team. But just doing some reading and some scrolling on Twitter, it just sounds like he's like a great guy. So unfortunate that he's kind of dealing with this right now and in the spotlight for wrong reasons. And kudos to him for sticking up for whatever was going on. We like that here in Pistons land, and he seems like a nice character guy, and certainly Ellington is too, and uh, sticking up for his guys saying – um, he's not acting tough and all that. So, again, we love Draymond, but he, but he's Draymond, right? You kind of got to grin and bear some of the things about Draymond. Uh, so, no, I, I don't. I thought it was Clay just being a little, you know, a little in the mo- heat of the moment, uh, ripping on a guy that doesn't have his stature. But, again, hearing <laughs> one of the best 20 basketball players in the world, say that one of the best 500 basketball players in the world to like normal Joes like like me uh, seems like a little bit of a strange dig when, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's now a veteran NBA player after a few years. So uh, maybe he's not Clay Thompson, but not a lot of people are. I don't know. Just strange perspective to have sitting on the sidelines hearing the kind of talk that you hear or that you would hear if you were on the court, which none of us will ever be. But yet... Uh, hearing it live on microphones from guys like Clay Thompson and Draymond Green, who again respect the Warriors, respect all that they accomplished, but it wasn't because that they were like this tough, tough team. So anyway, that's just we'll just throw that out there. Um, speaking of tough, tough guys though, Matthew Stafford, I got all the respect in the world for that guy. I'm not a Stafford stan like I see some of the folks out there in Metro Detroit are, but I'm more of a Stafford guy than not. Certainly. And uh, respect the dude. And with his absence, I've got a couple thoughts on it, the trade. First of all, because I did cover the Lions, and I want maybe maybe some of you guys might care about my thoughts. And also, where what does that make Jeremy Grant in terms of the list of the best Detroit pro sports athletes at the present? That's coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast. But first, this episode is brought to you by Ten Ten. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times and Style Magazine or Forbes. And we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at bluenow.com. And when they're gone, they are gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. With 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to make a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. Yes, sir! We're covering everything you need to know about the Pistons, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Lockdown Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Lockdown Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Lockdown Today podcast wherever. You get your podcast. Some more good news from the Pistons over the weekend as the Washington Wizards with a surprise win over the Brooklyn Nets. A couple of late three-pointers from a, about an eight-second span, maybe uh, 12 seconds left, down by five. Beal comes down and knocks down a three. steal in the corner, and Westbrook knocks down the three and uh, some free throws after that to get the win, surprise win against the Brooklyn Nets. So the Wizards get their fourth win of the season. Of course, they had a bunch of games chopped off uh, because of the COVID situation, we don't know whether those will get added back on at some point or what the second-half schedule will look like. Probably coming pretty soon, I would imagine. But the Pistons and Wizards tied in winning percentage right now, 5-15 and 15 and 4-12. and 12. And a couple of percentage points above them is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So Pistons essentially tied for last place in the NBA right now, getting a gift from the Washington Wizards at the race for the bottom that we know that your boy Matt – is rooting for the Pistons to get that uh, very bout. Now, again, second to last, third from last. It's kind of important because you might slip all the way down to six or seven in the draft in what uh, could be four or five, six person draft before that tier drops. We'll see as time goes on, but you want to help those lottery odds, and those are smoothed out for the top three teams. However, uh, that lottery position or the draft position after the lottery also important as well. But the big news on Saturday night, late Saturday night in the city of Detroit was Matthew Stafford is on the move after 11 seasons, I believe, possibly 12, as the uh, franchise quarterback for the Detroit Lions did not get a playoff victory Is the black mark on his resume. No doubt about that. It will be something that will be on his tombstone of his Lions career, and we'll see if he can rectify that personally in his career with the Los Angeles Rams going forward. As you know, Matt Derry will have all you need to know, already does have all you need to know, and more from Locked on Lions. Check him out there. But Brad Holmes, new GM, coming over from the Rams, trades for his guy Jared Goff, who he helped draft a couple years back as well. Uh, The the Lions also pick up a third-round draft pick in this coming draft this spring, and the next two first-round picks as the Rams unloaded some to get Ramsey in a trade earlier this year. So their first-round pick In 2022 and their first round pick in 2023 as well, you had to take on Jared Goff's tough contract, which will be around for the next two years, unless he's traded. So that was kind of juice the value of the picks. Probably got the extra first because you took back Jared Goff's deal, but it's a great move for Brad Holmes. I want to say that first of all, a nice start to his Lions career, and again, I'm someone who is a Stafford guy, but this needed to be done for the franchise. Of course, I'm very happy for Matthew Stafford and his family moving on out of Detroit to go to L.A. and uh, playing for the Rams, a team that's ready-made to make a playoff run with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Sean McVay out there. He's got all the opportunities, no excuses. At this point, we'll see what Matthew Stafford is truly made of. Will Matthew Stafford be favored in a playoff game? going forward, but man, how sad is this for Lions fans in the big picture sense? Again, you're happy for Matthew Stafford. You're happy that the new regime made a good deal and used that. uh, It's kind of the, the trade that I was hoping Weaver would make, right? The cap space, take on a bad contract, get extra picks for it. But anyway, it did happen here in Detroit. It did happen with one of the new GMs, and we're happy that it did, even if it happened to be on the gridiron instead of the basketball court. But man, just thinking about in my lifetime, Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and Matthew Stafford. Now I know a lot of you guys are laughing because Matthew Stafford is not in the caliber of player of Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, and Calvin Johnson is probably not quite the caliber of player of Barry Sanders because of longevity's sake, and uh, just Sanders was all world. But taking into account the Lions not having a quarterback for 50 years, I feel like that's uh, the fact that they had a competent one made Matthew Stafford like in the same. Uh, stratosphere of important to the franchise as Calvin and Barry. And again, that's grading on the quarterback curve that the Lions had. I'm not saying that Stafford is the caliber of player of Barry and Calvin, but to have the quarterback situation covered for the past 11 or 12 years in a competent way, not in a star way most years, but in a competent way, was nearly as important franchise-wise, big picture, as having the greatest running back of his time. Uh, Dynamic-wise, Emmitt Smith, we can get into that. And then Calvin Johnson, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, maybe in the top five in terms of excellence. Of course, both of those guys, the longevity isn't there, and I don't blame them for that. But man, if you're a Lions fan, on one hand, you get to watch those guys on Sundays, year in and year out, week in and week out. But man, having them walk away early, those two guys retiring, Stafford leaving on his own accord, although he was traded and the Lions did get something for it. There's some good feelings there. But just sad for Lions fans that here we are, one playoff win since nineteen fifty seven from the Barry Sanders early part of his career. Nice that we get to watch those guys, but sad to watch him leave. Love to watch him go, uh well, love to watch him play. Sad to watch him go. Something like that. But just, just really depressing overall. But Maybe there's some hope. Maybe Brad Holmes is providing some, uh, some good feelings for the future is able to get something out of it. The way I thought about it, I had some friends texting me from out of state, man, let me think about the Stafford trade. My analogy was this. Uh, maybe like a long-term relationship or maybe a divorce that you uh, maybe have been through yourself. It's like the relationship runs its course, and ending it is the right thing to do. It is time to end this relationship. But you got Jared Goff, a quarterback – Maybe you know you're going to be single and a little bit lonely for a while. That part sucks too, right? You know it's the right thing, and it is the right thing. The relationship has run its course, but at the same time, it's like prepare for some lonely times. Prepare for... The, the tears by yourself. Prepare for the, uh, the despair of watching Jared Goff on Sundays or you know quarterback X that they draft this year or next year and the growing pains that that person has. Or maybe they flop Harrington-wise uh, uh, or something like that and, and don't turn into the answer at quarterback. So some sad times ahead. But my first question for Pistons fans was, is Jeremy Grant now the best professional athlete in Detroit sports? My answer, well, it's a little bit complicated. The one caveat is what you consider Kenny Galladay, right? He's an unrestricted free agent right now, so you know he's on the Lions more than he's on any other team, but at the end of the league year, he will now be a free agent and be essentially not on any team, and the Lions could bring him back. So that's the caveat is if you consider Kenny Galladay still on the Lions, which he technically is and could come back in free agency, Kenny Galladay is no doubt the best pro-sport athlete in Detroit. Now, if we say that, well, Kane was is an unrestricted free agent this summer, so that doesn't count. If we toss him out of the conversation, I think there's a really good chance. I think Jeremy Grant – my vote is yes. I think Jeremy Grant is the best professional athlete in Detroit. Now, where does he and, – and, and it's hard to compare different sports, obviously, but just kind of the way I'm looking at it is – Where do they rank in their sport right now? And we're not talking about the past accomplishments or even the future accomplishments of some of the young guys you might get excited about, maybe in that Tigers organization or the Red Wings organization, but where they're at right now, today, on February 1st, 2021, Jeremy Grant, uh, this season, I would say is like, what, the 45th, 40th best player in the NBA, something like that. And I know there's stands of, the, of Grant that are saying, no, Matt, he's, he's 30, you know, he's 25 or something. Or there's some that are kind of rolling your eyes thinking, Matt, you're, you're overreacting to a, a, a 20-game sample now or wherever we're at and that, uh, you know, he's more of a, a top 60 player. And, yeah, you, you do kind of have to ding him on the small sample size and bump that 40, 45 back to 55 or so. But you also got to say this looks real. What he's doing right now in terms of being a legitimate uh, and we'll, I mean, he's obviously the best player on the Pistons, their first option, but like a, maybe a second option on a pretty good team at the present right now. And there's reason to be excited as well. So how does that compare to where these other guys are? Again, throw Kenny Galladay out of the mix. Frank Ragnow, I had Will Hunter of Locked On Spartans say that, I think a little bit tongue-in-cheek in my mentions, but it's legitimate. Like Frank Ragnow's on this list, like top ten on this list of best pro sport, press pro athletes right now, he's what? Maybe like the 6th, 7th, 8th best center in the NFL. That's pretty good for a position ranking for any Detroit athlete. TJ Hawkinson, you might make an argument that he's the 6th, 7th, 8th best tight end. Again, those guys don't have track record. They both have some injuries mixed in there too, so there's a lot to deal with there. Jack Fox was one of the top two or three punters in the NFL this year. It's a punter. It's, it's whatever. He was a rookie. He doesn't have any track record either. But there's an argument to be made there. And I know we're laughing as we say this because it is sad. This is where we're at. The, the Detroit sports franchises, I've said this before, I'll say it again until I'm proven wrong, the Bistons and Red Wings might be the worst teams in their leagues in the standings at the end of this year, the current iterations. With Stafford being all gone, that's a possibility for the Lions, and we know the Tigers aren't going to be good this year either. We might have the four teams in the four major sports that finish dead last in their leagues. Now, Dylan Larkin... Of the Red Wings, I posed the question to Nolan Bianchi, host of Lockdown Red Wings there. It's a complicated one with the NHL. Uh, Dylan Larkin, he's like, if you're a pretty good team, he's like your second-line center. And the, hopefully the best is ahead for him. Uh, the, the Red Wings are not good. Dylan Larkin's not a top-flight player. He's a competent player. And given the state of the Red Wings, he looks pretty good compared to his teammates night in and night out. But I don't believe he's a top-60 NHL player thinking more like 80, 90, something like that. And my perspective of NHL, Red Wings compared to the rest of the league, is probably the weakest in terms of my sports um, perspective right now. But Nolan was kind of with me on that, you know, in the top 100, but probably not top 60. Um, I had some people in my mentions talk about Miguel Cabrera. No, there's no way. Miguel Cabrera is uh, like a middling DH at this point. He's not the best Tiger. I know Matthew Boyd was horrible last year, but – uh, the fact that he had a solid half a season two years ago uh, that puts him ahead of Cabrera on my list. I mean, we're talking years and years of a guy who's a DH who's not that valuable. And yes, we love Miguel Cabrera, we love his past, we remember in the uh, near past how great he was, but he is nowhere near. He's not, I don't know if that he's in, he's like at probably one of the 8, 9, 10th best athlete in Detroit right now. So, yes, my vote is Jeremy Grant, if you toss out Kenny Galladay. What do you think? Maybe I'll put a pull-up, one of those. uh, We'll put Larkin, uh, Cabrera, Boyd on the list, and maybe Hawkinson and Jeremy Grant, Ragnow. I don't know. Man, it's a tough list. It's very sad. It's not exactly Barry Sanders and Alan Trammell and uh, Steve Iserman and – whoever, you what oh, Lions, uh, who didn't I mention? Oh, the Pistons, not Isaiah Thomas, of course. So we're not talking about the glory days of Detroit sports right now. But speaking of glory days, the Denver Nuggets, they're up next. Brother Brian's got the details. It's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast, which is a proud member the Lockdown Network, your team, every day.
0: Bang the over, Brother Brian here, and we've made it to the week of the big game, one of the biggest wagering events of the year, and I can't wait. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code On for a 50% welcome bonus. Now, we have all week let the NFL's big game numbers work themselves out, and we'll touch on that later this week, but the next two nights, the Pistons are in action. They're nine and a half point underdogs in Denver on Monday night. Detroit is five and one when the spread is nine points or higher this year, so maybe smart money is on the Pistons plus nine and a half. Detroit's money line cashes at plus three fifty, while Denver's comes in at minus four fifty. If you want to bet a lot to win a little, as of recording, the game total hasn't been opened, but I'll just tell you that the number has gone under in the last two Pistons games. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online. You are online sportsbook expert.
1: And you know I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. I got another shipment on the way. I'm excited for that. Thinking about Thursday or so in downtown Detroit to load me back up. The new and improved Built Bar, even more delicious than the last. These are not freebies. I'm paying my own cold hard cash. For these built Bars, helping me out, lose the weight a little bit. 18 amazing flavors, including the nut and the non-nut flavors. The six new ones, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Add those to the 12 OGs, flavors like orange and coconut. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew. They're healthy as well. They're great for the health conscious guy, helping your boy out through the 2021 resolutions. Lose or maintain the weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Those are the macros you want no matter what kind of newfangled diet you're on these days. Satisfying, and it holds you over, and very tasty as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed right now, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe Bryant's life and career with a two-part special podcast event. Hear stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Get both parts by subscribing to the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed after this podcast. Brother Bryant's got the details on
0: tonight's game out west against the Denver Nuggets. This is your Pistons Game Preview. The 5-15 Pistons will look to even up their record on this five-game West Coast swing after a loss at Golden State on Saturday to start it off by taking on the Nuggets in Denver tonight in a homecoming of sorts for Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumlee. This will be the first game the pair will play against their former team that made the Western Conference Finals last year since coming to Detroit this offseason. The Pistons will look to shoot better than the 38% from the floor and 25% from deep in San Francisco on Saturday night to be able to compete with a 12-8 Nuggets team Monday night in Ball Arena. Denver is led by big man Nikola Jokic who is averaging almost 26 points a night to go along with 12 boards and 9 assists while the Robin to the Joker's Batman is Jamal Murray who is averaging 19 points a night The other names averaging double digits this year that the Pistons will have to look out for are Michael Porter Jr., Monte Morris Jamichael Green, former Spartan Gary Harris, and Will Barton. The Nuggets are coming off a win against the Northwest Division Division-leading Jazz on Sunday. This will mark the first game all year that the Pistons will be playing a team on the back end of their own back-to-back. While the Pistons are coming to town after a night off, that online.ag has the Pistons as nine and a half point underdogs with a money line of plus three fifty, while Denver cashes in at minus four fifty. As of recording, the game number hasn't opened, so follow Locked On Pistons on Twitter to stay up to date with that info. The game will tip off at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports Detroit and 97.1 The Ticket. This has been your Pistons
1: game preview. Pistons nuggets tonight should be a good one. Thank you to Brother Brian for that. But that wraps up this edition of Locked on Pistons. I am your host, Matt Shook. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow.